Pelvic Posse, and welcome to the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. It's Amanda Fisher. I've helped thousands of people with pelvic floor issues, and it's totally my jam. Here, you can listen to expert interviews encompassing all things related to pelvic health. That's pee, poop, sex, and everything in between. You have a pelvic floor. Yes, you. We all do, and it's time to start talking about these issues that arise, but more importantly, how to improve them. I am so glad you are here to join us. Now let's head into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. I'm Dr. Amina Fisher, pelvic floor physical therapist here at Empower Your Pelvis. And we wanted to have somebody else back on the show. Her name is Tiffany. She is a past patient slash current patient of mine. Pip was not involved in this one because she's agreed to come on this show and talk a little bit about what she has dealt with in the past and things that she really wants to share with you guys that hopefully can connect with her story. And maybe it'll inspire one of you guys to come in to, the, to see a pelvic floor physical therapist or encourage you to go get help for some pelvic floor issues that you're dealing with or provide hope that there is help out there. So Tiff, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you and can't wait to dive in deeper with you today. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me again, Amanda. You're welcome. Good to be here. Excited to have you. So Tiffany, before we get started in on the questions, please tell our audience who you are, what you do, where you live, and tell us about your family. So my name is Tiffany. I grew up in the Kansas City area. And then I went off to school at Mizzou and got a degree in diagnostic medical ultrasound. And then as I was finishing up school, then my husband and I got married and moved back to the Blue Springs area. And then now I work at a local hospital here in the Lee Summit. And my husband and I just had our first little boy. And he was born in February. So he's eight months old. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize how close we are coming up on his birthday. Guys, he is the most beautiful baby. The most beautiful blue eyes. He's been on our Instagram a few times with how adorable he is. But he comes in the office and completely lights it up in here. Would you agree? Yeah, he's pretty happy. (laughs) He might be a little biased, but he is. he's kind of become like the mascot of Empower Your Pelvis. (laughs) We love having him here. Okay. So this is, I think I've known you for what, four or five years now? I can't remember what year you initially came in to see me, but this would have been pre-Logan, obviously, pre-baby. And I was in our first space, and this is the third space now that we're in. So I was in a tiny closet in another PT clinic when you came to visit. So this would have been like 2017, 2018. I don't even know if I had I three. Kids 2017. Okay. So I probably was pregnant. You came in, at least what I remember for pelvic pain, right? Pain with intercourse. Mm-hmm. Tell us yep. a little bit about that journey. Like what brought you in then? Did your doctor tell us that whole backstory of your doctor letting you know about the issue, but then maybe your first take on pelvic floor. Like if you can remember your first thoughts, is this bogus? Is this a real thing? And then how that journey went? Yeah. So I went into my doctor to have my annual physical and I think she's doing a pap smear. And so she inserted the speculum and then did the pap smear and 
it was really painful. And I was like, oh man, this is not enjoyable at all. I don't think anyone really enjoys it, but <laughs> it was pretty bad. And that's, pretty, that's true. It's not like my my top five things I love to do, but you know, it is nice <laughs> to get checked out. Yes. So I got checked out and she was asking like, am I having pain when things are inserted in? And I was like, yeah, I, I am. I haven't really thought about it. And so then she told me, oh, well, there's pelvic floor physical therapy and I can write you a referral to that. And I'd never heard of it before. When I was like, well, I got nothing to lose. So might as well check it out. And so I met with Amanda and it's kind of intimidating the first time, but I had like the 15 minute consultation call and I was like, okay, that seems like it'll be a really good fit. And I went in and then in like five minutes, I feel like it wasn't intimidating at all anymore. I just felt like I connected with Amanda and she was really laid back and really comfortable and it wasn't nerve wracking. And it was just nice to be able to have someone that can relate to what's going on and has experienced some of the things that I had experienced and also someone who I can just talk really openly and honestly about things. Cause it's not, this is not a subject that you talk about usually with your girlfriends or like everyday <laughs> chat, like you don't discuss pain with intercourse or pain with inserting a tampon or all these different things. So it's really nice to have someone that you can talk with and share and be able to actually get good tips instead of just suffering through alone. Which has become more of my like typical holiday chitter chatter around our table is patient care, which is crazy because we're in that field or now like our family dinners is talking about like mommy's patients or, you know, it's just going to happen, but it isn't the normal for everyone. So sometimes coming around, even if I meet you for the first time, probably in the first couple minutes, I'm going to start asking questions about pelvic floor health. And you might be taking, like, how inappropriate is this? But it's really not that way at all. It's much more calming and like just getting to know like what's normal, what's not normal, especially in a new evaluation visit. The exam, would you say the exam is different than the speculum exam at your gynecologist's office? Yes, I would say so. It helps that it's not metal that's going in. I feel yeah. like that's definitely more comfortable. And then it's also helpful because Amanda can feel the tissue. She can feel how my tissue is interacting with the exam. And so if it's really tight or it's really uncomfortable, then I can be like, Hey, just, you're not like really tender there. And then she can kind of back off where like with a speculum, there's no variability in that. It's just, you're uncomfortable. It's open. And then it's just going. Yeah, that's true. That's what I like that you say that because with one gloved hand, I always say that we could feel the tissue so much better than an apparatus because there is stuff in pelvic floor that's called biofeedback. And we don't, I don't typically use those machines in our clinic because I don't trust a device over what I can feel with my own hands that I've been maneuvering tissue for, I mean, since 20, before 2011, since I've graduated. So us being able to go in, if we feel tight tissue, we are typically always asking like, how does that feel? Is that comfortable? Is it uncomfortable? Do you have discomfort? Sometimes we'll feel the muscles resisting mobility or resisting touch. And the patient will be like, no, everything's fine. You're like, okay, let's go over here. And then we might find a trigger point. We're like, oh yes, that's a little uncomfortable. Okay. Thanks for letting me know. Cause when we were pressing, maybe we weren't feeling the same resistance, but we don't want to push someone to pain or push someone to discomfort, especially if that discomfort goes high, because then those muscles are going to tighten up and we're going to create that pain response. So we don't kind of like pain with intercourse. If you're having pain with intercourse, we don't want to keep 
pushing it to the pain level because then your body's going to expect it every time. So we want to really work on down training those muscles and making it as comfortable as possible during the visit. Thank you and for one sharing of the, that. One of the things that I remember when I first came in as a patient is the uh, contraceptive method that we are using was something that I was having internally and it was causing some like vaginal infections. And Amanda taught me that if your tissue is really tight and the muscles are hanging on, then it can correlate to that. So even though it's like a GYN thing, and I mean, it doesn't prescribe medication for things like that. It oh, did, yeah. <laughs> it did uh, interfere and doing the pelvic floor physical therapy and doing the stretches and exercises and stuff were able to help correct that, even though it's kind of a different system. Very cool. Thank you for sharing that too. So did you do pelvic floor physical therapy during pregnancy? No. Or did you come in postpartum? I just came in postpartum. I did do the empower your bump boot camp. Oh, okay. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that. That's amazing. How soon did you come in after birth of your baby? I think it was eight or nine weeks. Eight or nine weeks after birth. Mm -hmm. And can you tell our viewers, how did you deliver? How did your birthing experience go? And then we'll tap into that postpartum period a little bit. Um, I delivered vaginally. And I don't know how many details you want. I went into the hospital on like a Monday night for bleeding. I was kind of suspecting that I had a placental abruption, which I did. But I went in Monday night and then was having steady contractions for a while, but wasn't in really intense labor. And then had him on Wednesday at 1.42 a.m. So it was a very long time of being in the hospital. Absolutely. Did you seek out pelvic floor PT after delivery or was it something your doctor had recommended? I knew immediately that I would want to get PT. I had already seen how beneficial it was before having a baby. And I knew that it would only be more beneficial after having a baby. So I went ahead and asked for the referral, but I also knew that some of the symptoms I was encountering merited it. So I was proactive at my six-week checkup. I had a list of things that I wanted. (laughs) That's awesome. With postpartum PT, how do you feel? Let's, well, I got a few questions here. How have things been for you postpartum? Like, I know me personally, I dealt with pelvic floor issues after having my kiddos, but I delivered cesarean and I expected mentally to be back into doing regular activities by six weeks postpartum. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you felt very similarly? And if so, do you mind sharing like mentally were you expected to be postpartum? And if you want, you can go into detail of where you're at right now. 100%. I expected you get the, like your release to do activities and to exercise and to, you know, just do all the things at six weeks. And I just expected that, you know, and you get, that's what like insurance says, like, oh, you get six weeks off. Like that's allowed for your job no matter what. And so I'm like, okay, great. Six weeks. I'll be like ready to go and do all kinds of things. And we're going to go on walks and we're going to exercise and we're going to, you know, just be ready to just take off the ground running. And that is how it happened. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, how has the journey been postpartum since then? Like reality versus what we had kind of thought it was going to be. Definitely slower than what I expected. It has been beneficial. And I will say that I am able to notice the changes a lot more because I'm seeing how much is required of my body since having a baby. And so I'm noticing like, oh, I'm picking my son up and I'm, you know, walking (laughs) around and I'm feeling really fatigued walking or, 
I'm having pelvic pain or I'm having incontinence or, you know, all these different things. And so I really noticed the changes because I'm more in tune with my body because I'm thinking about it so much as I'm moving my small human and doing all kinds of things. Yeah. I don't think we push that. I think we need to do a better job as public floor PTs personally of really making sure that our patients know like no pain, no pressure, no leakage, no increased bleeding with any activities, or we need to mod down those activities. Because I think in our society, we're so no pain, no gain. Mm -hmm. Or even as if you've been an athlete in the past, it's like, well, I've run on sore muscles before, like I can go for a walk with sore muscles and be fine. And then lo and behold, now we've got pelvic pressure, pelvic pain. And you're like, why isn't that going away? Oh my gosh, I now have leakage with it, or I'm dealing with bladder urgency or whatever it is that we're like, gosh, I think I've made it worse when I usually just push through that pain and things are fine, but that's not the case when it comes to postpartum care. So really making sure like if you're newly postpartum or in your pregnancy, pay attention to those things, no pain, no pressure, no leakage, no leakage, and then no increased bleeding as well. Do you want to add anything to that? You don't have to be superwoman. It's very hard to internalize because you just think, well, I just carried this baby for nine months and I pushed this baby out. And like you, you, no matter how the baby gets delivered, I honestly feel like it is this sense of empowerment and you're like a rock star. So you're like, I grew this baby with my own body, like over nine months, somehow I ate all this food and then created this (laughs) human that's like full fledged, normal and miniature and tiny and capable of doing things. And so you like watch this giant development and then you get that baby out and you're like, Oh my gosh, that was awesome. I didn't think I'd be able to do it, especially as a first time mom labor is kind of intimidating. So you just think, Oh wow, I've you know done all these things. And so then you think, well, I've had this baby and finally, you know, I've stopped bleeding or whatever. So now I can vacuum and clean the house and go for walks and like do all these different things. And it's maternity leave. So what am I going to get accomplished while I'm on maternity leave? Cause I got 12 weeks and I have to have all these things to show for it. And so you just envision that you're going to get all these things done and, you know, just accomplish all these things on your list. And if you can't tell I'm a little bit type A, <laughs> um, but, but so really many of us are to... in that same, that same boat. Right. And we do, we don't sit still. We don't ask for help. We try to do it all. And then we're wondering like, why, why am I having these symptoms? Like why are more people not talking about this? I can't be the only one who has dealt with it. Right. But it took me by my third to finally ask for help. And I'm like, this was way too long. Like we didn't, we let history repeat itself a few too many times before I finally was like, check, please. I need some help. I'm gonna need you to hold my baby so I can go take a nap. I would have never done that. And then It took me having a third baby to realize, okay, it's okay. I should do it more often. And if I had done it sooner, things probably would have been a little bit better for me mentally and physically. And I just let it drag on too long. But I like that one. You don't have to be superwoman. That's a great reminder. Great reminder. What are three things you wish every woman knew about pelvic floor PT? Or three things why somebody would need to go to PT? So one of the big things I think is that you deserve to take care of yourself. You deserve to get this care. You deserve to not be dealing with pelvic pain on an everyday basis. You deserve to not be worrying about if you're going to make it to the bathroom in time. You deserve to 
be able to actually enjoy intercourse without having pain all the time and having it be this like kind of dreaded thing. Like you want to love your spouse, but at the same time, like if you're just having pain all the time and you're just like suffering through because it's not enjoyable because your muscles are so tight and everything just hurts, like that's not how sex was intended to be. And so you deserve to get the treatment that you need because it interferes with your life on a daily basis. Like those symptoms happen and they pop up day in and day out, you know, multiple hours of the day. And if you're not getting the help that you need, then you're not able to be the wife, the daughter, the friend, the mother, the, you know, spouse that you could be because you're just constantly miserable or in pain or hurting or aching or not able to do the things you want to do because you're not feeling good. Amen to that. Well said. The second thing is (laughs) that it's not as awkward as you might think. (laughs) (laughs) Is that pelvic floor? Public, yeah, public floor physical therapy. It seems really awkward. And like you might check out reels or whatever and you think, oh my gosh, an internal exam, but no, it's not that awkward. And it'll all be fine. Not saying Tiffany did not do this, but if you happen to pass gas during a visit, it can happen. Some people may even pee on the table. It happens. Some people have even had bowel movements by accident on the table. So things happen. We're dealing with the area that controls bodily functions. So I'm not saying if that happens to you, please don't feel embarrassed, especially the passing gas. I feel like that one happens way more often than not. And people are so embarrassed, but it's probably a few times a day. If it is, you can be seen when you're on your menstrual cycle as well. I always say 25% of my caseload is probably on it this week. So it's okay. We can still do an internal exam to help check out that tissue. And it usually calms down cramps and any aches and discomfort that you might be dealing with too. We don't care if you haven't showered before you came and you're a sweaty, hot mess from the gym. I don't care if you painted your toenails, if you shaved your legs, all are welcome here at the clinic. So nothing to feel awkward about. And then did you have a third? A third one is just kind of similar to the last statement of like, you don't care what the public floor looks like. I work in ultrasound. I do internal exams on people with cameras, you know, checking to see uterus and ovaries and all those different things. And I could care less what anyone's reproductive system, like on the outside, it doesn't matter what it looks like. I don't care if you shaved or you haven't like literally to me, it is just an area that I put my camera in to take a picture. So it's no big deal what it looks like, anything like that. They see thousands of pelvic floors. So your pelvic floor and someone else's pelvic floor doesn't matter what it looks like. They're going to treat it because they're concerned about the patient. They're not concerned about what they're looking at. Yep. And I feel like we've had this discussion before because I have treated a couple of my girlfriends. And then years later, they will ask me, Amanda, do you remember what my pelvic floor was doing? Do you remember how it was this or that or the color of my my like pubic hair down there? And I'm like, what? Like, no. <laughs> I don't remember what your pelvic floor is doing because I have seen hundreds of pelvic floors since treating you as a patient with your second kid. And now you have three children who are like my kids' ages, like nine, seven, and four. I have no idea what your pelvic floor was doing seven years ago. And how it's doing now is completely different than how it was back then. And they'll sit there and compare notes over dinner when we get together. And I legit I'm like, I have no clues. Whatever you remember, you filming in, and then that might trigger a memory, or I got to open up my notes on my computer to tell me a little bit more in depth of what's going on. So I think people think like you treat the pelvic floor. And then if I see you out in public, it's going to be like, all I see is your vulva. 
you know, as your head, kind of like the turkey head for Joey on Thanksgiving on Friends. And that's not the case. We literally like can leave work at work um, and definitely see patients out in public and not see, not see your vulva. So don't worry about that. So we can treat friends and family and everybody because everyone has pelvic floor. All right. I will just say this has been the single best self-care thing that I have done, particularly postpartum. I will tell you that I've had a lot of symptoms. Well, Amanda already knows this, but the other people don't know. Um, (laughs) I've had multiple kinds of incontinence. I had back pain that was just constant and happened every single day. I had nerve pain that like shot down my leg and wouldn't go away. I'm sure we can think of others, but those are some of the few that I've had. And that, I mean, it was just constant, like all day long. And I never knew, like, was I going to leak just standing there? Was like, will holding my son cause pain? Am I going to not be able to make it to the bathroom? Like there's all kinds of things that have happened. And postpartum, it's so nice to have just some time to just focus on yourself and to know that you are investing in your health and your well-being so that you can better care for your kid. And that's true whether you have a baby or it's true whether you are far past that and you're in menopause, it's still investing in your health and making sure that you are in a better state and that you can just be able to live your life and be able to be there for the people that you're around. I love how you said that, especially as an investment, because I think people, especially if they have a copay or they haven't met their deductible, it is financially, it can be daunting because it is money that maybe we haven't saved up, but to be able to improve your quality of life by improving your leakage or the back pain or to give you a sense of hope where you're not feeling that discomfort every day can truly be life-changing how you said it. That investment was totally worth it. So amazing. I have to ask you one more question because every person that comes on the podcast, I like to know what is something you are teaching, learning, or doing at this time? And we know you're in the thick of motherhood. So that can even be your your answer. I would say that would be it. I'd say that what I am learning right now is trying to take care of a small human who has his own agenda. And (laughs) Amanda knows this, but like we were going to try and do it over nap time, do this podcast over nap time. And then he's like, "Mm, I think I'm going to nap early and get up right before this podcast. (laughs) But um, just learning how to be a mom, learning how to try to be more patient and loving in times where you don't always get as much sleep as you need. And in times where your day doesn't turn out like it's supposed to be, but just trying to be the best mom that I can be and to love my son and love my husband as well as possible. And also just prioritize my exercises and stretching and all kinds of things so that I can be in the best state I can be to be able to love my family well. Tiffany, it's truly been a blessing to have you on today. Thank you so much for joining us. And I hope somebody listening, this will definitely touch their heart as well, because I know it has mine and you've just been an absolute gem to have and to know over these last couple of years. So thank you again. And I can't wait to hear this one out when it launches. Thanks for having me, Amanda. You're welcome. Hey, Pelvic Posse. I want to thank you so much for joining into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Can I ask you a couple of favors, please? Number one, 
Can you like and subscribe to this podcast so that you can continue to empower your pelvis forever so that you will never miss out? Number two, can you leave us a rating and a review telling them how amazing we are and everything that you have learned about your pelvic health? And then number three, if you haven't seen the video version of this podcast, you can go over to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash empower your pelvis for all your visual learners out there. We have all types of great visuals in there for you to not only listen to, but to also watch. Thank you so much again, and make sure to give your pelvis some love. Until next time, peace out, pelvic posse.